We're all live. Yay, I thought it was all a dream. Hey, hello and welcome to Montreal Sauce, the show where we talk to makers, creators, and movers and shakers. Uh, you know my co-host and friend, Paul. How's the rash? Uh, it's improving. <laughs> the doctor said I can go back to my workouts. Oh, but to use and- the cream. <laughs> a balm. <laughs> Uh, my name is uh, Chris, as you probably know, and I recently turned down the role of spokesperson for laziness because it just seemed like too much work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tonight's guest is a web developer, designer, writer, and a student. Uh, he loves JavaScript, Node.js, Rails, and long scrolls through Reddit. Uh, here, <laughs> here to explain what all that means to my mom is uh, Tierney Corin. Hi. Hi there. Hey. <laughs> so I, I wanted to ask you, uh, You, uh, I saw uh, the school that you attend and I was like, wow, I wonder if we have this sort of in common, like how's life in the state of New York when you don't live in New York City? Um, <laughs> shitty. Um. <laughs> I live in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's, I think, the smallest city in New York State. I've been told that. Um, and so I do a two-and-a-half-hour bus ride to go 30 miles uh, to get to my school. Um, and there's, you know, 90% of food around here is Italian. Uh, so that, <laughs> that kind of sucks a bit. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, pretty dull. Uh, there's not a ton going on to do. Like, there's not meetups or anything around here. Um, so yeah, it's, it's dull. Uh, I see. Like I thought, um, I see. Cause the school you go to is in Utica, like you said. Yep. So that's like number 10 in New York. I think Wikipedia told me like as far <laughs> as population. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's not a very, uh, happening city. There's been, <laughs> um, there's been recent development in it. Like there's a few nice restaurants, a bread place, uh, custom coffee place like they do their own coffee in town um but that's like the new kind of nightlife stuff um other than that it's just like weird old businesses and like dead department stores <laughs> and, and then suburbs of suburbs that actually have some things so right yeah i just i was curious and i probably could have asked uh, jonathan that same question it's like for me, since I've moved to Canada three years ago, like, especially since I'm in communication with so many friends and family back where Paul is in Michigan and to everyone in Michigan, uh, Canada means like just above Michigan. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, Toronto's great. Like, no, I'm in Edmonton. Like, where, where is, what is that? Where? <laughs> and I feel like if you live in New York, people are just like, New York City? Absolutely. Everybody thinks that. I always have to write New York State or NYS, but NYS is usually like, what the hell is it? What's NYS? Uh, (laughs) And and then if you want to get technical, I'm technically in central New York, CNS or CNY. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Um, So and people mistakenly call central New York upstate New York, but upstate (laughs) New York is like just above New York City. Um, So, yeah, it's it's a. Hard to tell people where you live just because of all the different terms for this awful area. <laughs> my my understanding is that upstate New York is always upstate of wherever you are. Right. That yeah. no, nobody wants to lay claim to being from upstate New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's like um, – I, I don't know the city's name, but there's like two two or three cities that are literally like a few miles above New York City. And they're like – they're – by definition called upstate New York. And so every people just use that term as a blanket term for everybody above New York city. Yeah. But that's, um, that's like the definition of upstate. So, Oh, back, back when I was in Michigan, like the, the, uh, is it, I think there, are they both interstates? Like there's I 96 and then is one 96 also an interstate. Yes. So it's like I when I would go visit my friends in Grand Rapids before I moved there, it was like I would have a friend say, yeah, we're going to go to this place. You should come hang out. And they're like, just stay on 96 until you get to this exit. And then like 
I drove and drove and drove and never saw that exit. And I <laughs> call and it's like, oh, I'm at 196. Like, we're just so used to abbreviating at 96. I'm like, no, you can't do that. There are two right. highways going through this town. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got, there's pretty much two roads that lead through my area and like they allow you to get everywhere, which is 5S and 5. And, um, like they both go to the exact same places except for the Erie canals in between them. Um, so like n- nobody knows everybody just calls it five. And so like, you can always get misinformation on where you're going because they don't call it the right thing. So, yeah. 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 That's always interesting here. Like now that I moved to Edmonton, like my wife uh, is a big proponent of the grid system and she's mm-hmm. like, it works so great. Um, but the thing about the grid system in Edmonton is, for whatever reason, when they founded the community, they were like, hey, let's just start at 100. <laughs> we'll never get bigger that we'll need more than that many numbers, right? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, I, I'm from Salt Lake City, which is like the uh, grid city central. <laughs> so, sure. yeah, um, uh, what's his name? The founder of Mormonism, um, John something. Uh, he's like, he laid out the city's. 100, 100 block grid um, and then it's gone up to like 150, 200 now but like I think past uh, 30th South is other cities but I hated moving to New York because there's no logic to the street names or like <laughs> locations of anything it's like go to East Gansvort Street uh, what's that so yeah yeah that's that's my wife and i'm like the total opposite because i grew up in the system so it's like if you tell me like something is on that street i know where to go but if you say it's on 109 i'm like 109 street or 109 avenue <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah i'm confused and so. there's like uh in salt lake there's there's the normal streets which start at 100 and go down to you know 200 or 2000 actually because it's there's two zeros after the first block um, but above that is the avenues, which is first half, second half, third half, fourth half, vertically, mm-hmm. and then horizontally, um, Avenue A, Avenue C, or Avenue A, Avenue B, Avenue C. Hmm. Um, and that's where I lived most of my life. Uh, so it was like, it's a dual grid system, which is kind of weird. Um, it, like, it doesn't go both ways. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Grand, yeah. I, I think uh, Grand Rapids and then Kent County as an extension of Grand Rapids is very strange because um, Grand Rapids uh, has an origin point. So mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of Grand Rapids is zero zero, and that's at the corner of Division and Fulton. Mm-hmm. And everything goes, all addresses climb from there. Um so you have it's very important to say whether you're talking about 28th Street Southwest or or uh 28th Street Southeast because if you miss that you'll be on the wrong side of division and potentially several miles from where you were supposed to be even yeah. though it's the same street it's just on the opposite side of that dividing line. Yeah. So it's the same except the Mormon church the Mormon te- uh temple is Zero zero. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> yeah. So um and then like down the street next to it is State Street. That's that like east of State Street is uh southeast. Yeah. Uh west of State Street southwest. So it it can it can get confusing if you don't have perfect perfectly precise information. Sure. Yep. Yeah, and now we all have, like, maps on our phone, so right. it's like you don't even have to learn those things. Like, that's what I found when I got to Edmonton. I was like, I feel like I don't retain as much information because I just have it so readily available. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. You just ask Siri how to get to where you're going, and then you drive for two to three hours, and then you ask Google where to get how to get where you're going, and you drive 15 more minutes. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I've, I've never used Google Maps like really? to, to get somewhere, yeah. I've never used it to navigate. I've used MapQuest and then once Apple Maps. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't go many places, <laughs> so well, I can I can understand that because like I'm from, originally from a small town, like much like you described, yeah. uh, <laughs> in Michigan called Muskegon, and I feel like I would never need Google Maps there. <laughs> yeah, right, because everything's like you you just it's just common knowledge. 
where things are. Yeah. Yeah. You could just get a reference point. Oh, yeah, that's by the big way. That's on Broadway. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Brandon says he loves Google Maps uh, in the uh, chat room, but uh, in the IRC, I've actually I've been experimenting lately with I think Nokia owns them, but it's like the app is called here or it's just here dot com just to get away from Google as I've been experimenting. Mm -hmm. And it works really well, but, you know, like Google has like the search thing down and it's kind of hard to beat. like hear the app and at least like the website. I almost have to be really specific, like you have to be with the uh, old school like GPS where you just have to say this is the address. You can't just say I, I want to go to the botanical gardens. It'll be like, I don't know where that is. Give me the address. Hmm. Yeah, I've I've kind of come to realize that, like Google's uh quality of search in just doing normal searches on the internet. I, I default to DuckDuckGo and mm-hmm. I consistently get awful results. Like I, I almost <laughs> never am able to find what I want. Um, and then, you know, I go to Google and the first three links are like the three things I actually needed to, to use. Um, so it, uh, I, I, I want to love DuckDuckGo, but it's making it real hard. Yeah, I uh, I'm in that same boat. I mean, I love DuckDuckGo, uh, especially for its shortcuts. So, mm-hmm. like, as a programmer search engine, it's fantastic because you can be like, you know, bang JavaScript, uh, yep. you know, and and yeah. look up some some array function specifically, and you're not even really using DuckDuckGo at that point. DuckDuckGo DuckDuckGo is just a like basically Box. a command line tab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, I, I I was very intrigued by the um, the bang commands, but I I just never learned them. And like I looked at um, the list of them, it's just daunting. There's literally it's five thousand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Like the only one that I really memorized, which is ridiculous, because I would just have to type three more characters, is IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I I tried using it when I first started with the like the scholar stuff. Mm-hmm. And that it was just awful. Like it didn't ever get me anything I wanted. Like the results that I got were for like specific sites, and they were they weren't the sites that the bang the like the list said they were for. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, that was pretty frustrating trying to like use because I'm trying to you know write a school paper or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's frustrating not to get what you you're told you're gonna get. See, I'm the opposite of well. Okay, I will say like. When I initially, like even on the podcast, was saying, okay, I'm going to stop using Google stuff and I'm switching to DuckDuckGo, I found it, like both of you, like very difficult. Like their searches wasn't pulling up like what Google can do. And then like people in Cupcake were like, you could try, you know, um, I can't remember the other one, but there's startpage.com, which uses like Google results, but strips all the sort of tracking thing from from there but um but what i i don't know now that it's been like several months like i'm pretty good i think i'm just used to like what they can do and it's very rarely like maybe two three times a month that i'm popping onto like startpage.com to see if i can get different results like i i don't know if i've like sort of learned how to like ask better questions but i will say that DuckDuckGo is pretty awful whenever I have a question exactly. <laughs> like right. I can right. I can look up information pretty easily, but if I have a question like why is uh, OSX uh, melting it right now? I don't understand that. <laughs> and yeah. They have the feature where they have like the um, pulled in like the API calls where it just shows you like the direct answer. That can be really cool if it shows you the right answer. Um, yes. Yeah. Like if it actually pops up, if it's integrated already, if it's not, you're <laughs> <f-ed>. um, <laughs> you know, I try, I, um, like you said, it's, if you have a question that has like a single answer and you're not just looking for inf- general information, then like I go to Google, it's always the first or second result, um, on duck to go. It's like, it doesn't exist. <laughs> so, I, I also think, uh, there's something to be said for Google's, um, autocomplete. 
because mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, I'll find the thing that I specifically want to search for for in the autocomplete, and it's just so much faster than yeah. completing my thought in DuckDuckGo. Hmm. I find I find it distracting because it's like maybe I'm just asking the wrong questions, but it's always like distracting when they pull up like the I like they're autocomplete because you know there's like whole blogs about like the ridiculous questions that pop up when you do autocomplete. Yeah, yep. so I get distracted from like what I was originally asking. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yep. I'm sorry, I cut you off, Tierney. What were you going to say about uh, autocomplete? Oh no, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> so uh you are studying at the state university of new york yep it's sunny uh, yep suny (laughs) yep um it's so suny is a like a conglomerate of universities and colleges um i went to herkimer college which is they changed from herkimer community college herkimer county community college um, it's, you know, to your school, I graduated there a year ago. Um, and now I'm going into my senior, my first semester of my senior year at SUNY Polytechnic Institute. Um, and I'm doing an accelerated bachelor's master's program. So I'm going to get my master's a year earlier than if I just did the full bachelor's and then the full master's. Um, so I'm studying communication and just like design and I'm working in development as much as I can. Wow. Like I just realized, like I've been looking at the website and uh, trying to do my show notes and I just realized like, that's like a terrible thing to think of, but um, you're basically uh, going to SUNY pie. Yep. Yep. <laughs> SUNY pie. Yep. <laughs> we try, we try to, uh, Change, use the term SUNY Poly more than Pi. Uh, <laughs> pi is just why. too ridiculous. Um, <laughs> it used to be SUNY IT, which, um, but they changed la- uh, this first semester I came because they joined with a university in Albany. Um, I don't know what the name of that one was previously, but they're doing like this whole nanotech thing. It's like this revolution in the state and they're bringing a, t- a ton of new money got this new state-of-the-art building that's really beautiful. Um, it's like for building microchip, nanochips um, to fuel whatever economy we're aiming our sights at. So, Yeah, I saw that was like all over the front page of the yep. website. They were just like, check us out, we do this. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was um, like, you need to, I mean, now that I know it's like a, a, a smaller town, they need to play that up. You think we're a small town? That's why we're into nanotechnology. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Utica, like it's in Utica. Well, it's in like, okay. So Utica is like 10 different cities, um, except they're towns, but they're, everybody calls them Utica. Um, so <laughs> like my SUNY Poly is like a block outside of Utica into Marcy. Um, and so, you know, we can't actually say we're in Utica. Because we're not, we're in Marcy. Um, but yeah, the small town thing, they try to get away from as much as possible. They want to seem like this uh, prestigious, is that how you say it? Prestigious, prestigious uh, university. Sure. Um, and, you know, it's a really good school. Um, my professors are amazing. Uh, my One of my classes has just blown me away. Um, it's visual thinking and writing. Um, and we just discuss pretty much like our culture and visual concepts, visual constructs in our culture. Um, and today I, I, I had to stop and thank the professor because it was just the most, it validated my entire college experience because uh, it it's just such a fantastic class. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. When I saw you were studying information design, I was like, holy cow, that's crazy because we've already talked to a professor in information design. Yeah. Hey, where, where, did, where is he? What's his college? Um, he's at UBC in uh, British Columbia. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've been to the campus. Uh, he's my wife's uncle, and it's uh, it's an amazing campus. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's like right on the you know the water, and yeah. Oh wow, 
Um, like the the Great Lakes. No, it's uh, British Columbia. Oh, British so Columbia. okay, so like the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry, I don't know. I'm not very good at uh, Canadian at geography. Geography. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been to Canada a few times, but uh, Montreal. I love. I went to the best uh, fondue restaurant there. <laughs> uh, I love fondue. So. Bringing relevant Montreal experience to Montreal yep. sauce. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I I heard you don't like candy corn. Uh, that's correct. I don't like candy corn. You're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> Chris, I, we found him. We found the person that they make candy corn yep. for. Yep. I must, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say how many bags I bought before Halloween. <laughs> well, I, I, that, this makes me happy. That's not, they actually are making it for somebody. It's not entirely <laughs> a waste. Last year, I was able to grab a few bags in the uh, discount bin uh, at my local <laughs> store after Halloween, but I wasn't so lucky this this uh, this year. Okay. Do you know other people who like candy corn as well? No. I, I, I try not to talk to people about it because I'll get shunned <laughs> socially. <laughs> I I assume there was some kind of a secret society of the candy corn people. Yep. yep. Uh, I, I'd be first to join, first in line to join. <laughs> <laughs> the grand wizard i'm the founder i'm the founder of the candy corn society <laughs> you're uh it's like a double thing yeah yeah <laughs> i like that yeah 1984 is a good book <laughs> have you guys read it i have read it yes fantastic book it is good it is good Yes, it it, has. Com- it it competes in my brain for space with uh, Brave New World and um, Fahrenheit four fifty one. Mm-hmm. Like they all kind of compete for the same space in my brain. Yeah, yeah. I think my my favorite book has to be Snow Crash. Um, oh. yeah, that, that's a fantastic book. And you know what? I have to admit, I read it since I was on since I've been doing Tent. I pictured Arturo as the protagonist the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Totally. Yes, it was. They were like one of the same. And I, you know, I imagine Arturo with a giant uh, kunai or whatever the sword is, samurai sword, walking around in uh, the hyperspace. So uh, so I have not read it yet, but now I'm going to. <laughs> and it's, we will share this vision of Arturo. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> It's it, it's a pretty good match, like just his personality and then the uh, hero protagonist's personality. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He said something not too long ago and I've been meaning to just like grab out. Uh, I ha- I love drawing. I'm not like great at it, but it really is like a relaxing thing. I'm like, I need to do that more just to like mm-hmm. relax and get into it. And like he said something not too long ago about like um nunchucks and i was like i totally just wanted to see like arturo like posing with his faux hawk and nunchucks now <laughs> yep yep <laughs> like, but yes yeah, no crash that like now i want to draw that as well <laughs> <laughs> um another one of my favorite books that i'm just obsessed with is wuthering heights love that book it's one of the hardest reads besides um machiavelli's what's it called i can't think of what it's called um the main Machiavelli book, but Wuthering Heights, fantastic. Uh, thick, but fantastic. I've never read that. Uh, do you know about it? No. I mean, I've heard the name, but I don't know like the plot. Yeah. It's like, um, I actually use one of the characters name is like my gaming handle online. Um, it's like this anti love story tragedy. Uh, it's just fantastic. Um, it, it was like 1800s, late 1800s, Emily Bronte, Bront, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, yeah, just the the love story and like how it fails so horribly is just fantastic for me. Um, <laughs> I, I, on the same, on, on par with Wuthering Heights is Twilight. <laughs> um, that's a slight joke. Um, I, I love Twilight and it's for the same... Um, same kind of weird romance reason. Um, cause and you lo- love the movie? No, the movies are awful. God, <laughs> I, I was so pissed off at the fight scene in Breaking Dawn Part 2, okay? Okay. 
Um, cause that didn't happen. It didn't happen. Um, and I was just like shaking my fists the whole time. We, uh, uh, Tina and I didn't manage to watch, uh, the, that, that last one. Um, yep. primarily because she had read all the books at that point and she was kind of telling me what the differences were mm-hmm. as, as we were going along. And she was like, first of all, these movies, I don't, I, I can understand from your perspective that they don't even make sense because they're leaving so much out that it, it it's not it shouldn't really be clear what's going on anyway unless you've read the books. Yep. But secondarily, uh, they're doing a terrible job, even though they're leaving stuff out and pretty much explicitly making these movies for the fans. Yeah, it, they um, they were not good. They were not a good representation. Oh, look who just joined the chat. Um, <laughs> they were not a good representation of. <laughs> uh the actual books i there's like 2000 pages in the books and i've read them in 3 days um it's so different than the movies mm. um just the the level of complexity it's like superficial in the movies but there's like actual meaning in the book books uh that i don't think they could ever do in the movies so but uh, is there – I need to know because that's I, – I think I might have already been out of it when I saw the movie um, because I saw it with someone who was interested in it and I was just like trying to be the nice guy. And mm-hmm. so I went into it with the wrong, uh, <laughs> the wrong attitude. But <laughs> I certainly stepped away mentally and went into the room in the back of my head and played billiards when uh, – <laughs> God. When vampire baseball came on the screen, is that yeah. in the books? <laughs> um, yes, it is, and it it's less cringeworthy than the movie, um, to say the least. Uh, yeah, that that is not a good part of the movies. Like, I, I wouldn't talk about that part if I didn't have to. Um, uh, yeah, there's there's uh, a lot of important things, uh, like. Actually, the interesting things that they pulled out of the book, the move, the books f- for the movie. So. Yeah, and then in the movie, instead of filling it with these like things or dialogue, they just spent like I swear I've always wanted to do like a supercut of the first film and just do all the non dialogue parts because mm-hmm. it's just the two characters staring at each other intently <laughs> so oh. much. Like I swear, there's probably like eight pages of dialogue in the entire film. <laughs> yeah, yep. Um I I work at the library in my city. Um and I shelved Twilight the other day or Eclipse the other day, which is the third one. And it's the uh the film cover, like the promotional film cover for the book. And Kristen Stewart is just like looking dead at the camera, emotionless or emotionless with an open mouth. Just uh it, it's <laughs> so weird and so gross. Um, yeah, I, 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 they did not do a good job with the promotional materials for that. Uh, the whole like recovering of the books from the movie. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. My, my mom also in the chat room said that my dad's favorite was candy corn. Apparently. <laughs> nice. Wow. That's a, so it's not, it's not hereditary. No. that's true um so yeah uh we we got off on a twilight tangent that's never happened before (laughs) (laughs) ah so uh where was i information design (laughs) yeah yeah information design twilight is all the same um yeah so i've got um this I I kind of got screwed over with my college stuff because I got all my crappy like general education courses out of the way at community college. Uh, um, but my credits are so kind of intertwingled and weird um, that like I have to take speci- I have to like follow the specific plan to get the exact credits I need to graduate. Mm, okay. Uh, and I, I'm like having to coordinate with my advisor. Like we've been doing it for like two weeks now, trying to figure everything out. Huh. Um, and one of the thing, one of the things about that, one of the caveats 
um, is I have to do an independent, I did, I've done an independent study with him over this semester as a replacement for one of my core, um, classes. Mm. And it's, it's, uh, it's annoying to not know, like, I'm, I mean, technically if I just took the courses I need left, I could take two courses next semester and graduate as a bachelor or with a bachelor's, mm-hmm. even though I'm going into my first semester as a, a senior. Um, but yeah, it's the, my advisor, he's super smart guy, uh, really nice. Um, and he's obsessed with a software on the internet called on the internet. Why'd I say that? <laughs> um, <laughs> called Tiddlywiki. Uh, Brandon actually knows about it. He uses it. Okay. Um, but it's just like this wiki that he, that, uh, implements a lot of the, principles of hypertext that was kind of discussed in the 60s like when hypertext was a concept and not like an implementation um and so it has like all these features that kind of implement that are implementations of the original hypertext ideas and it wasn't even created intentionally like that it just happens that that's how it works Mm -hmm. so he's he's really into hypertext um so i've had to work with that software this semester um, and then I worked with it last semester in his class that was specifically about it that he talked me into going to. And then he wants me to take his graduate course next semester that has the same software. Um, <laughs> so I'm getting kind of frustrated with it because it's just it's it's thick, uh, to say the least. Like, sure. The, it's, there's not good documentation. Um, people are really helpful in the Google group, but just it, it's informa- it's like textbook information design. Um, and it's, it's, it's hard. Um, but that's what college is for. So, yep. A nonlinear personal web notebook. Yep. Tiddlywiki. Yep. And like you, it's just an HTML file. That's the whole thing. And it's like an entire wiki. Mm. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Um, it, Brandon, I know uses it for like notes and stuff in class. And that's what my professor wants me to use it for. Um, but I'm resisting. <laughs> um, yeah, so he does like his his sites in this. Um, all his classes use it, uh, and like he's even you know gotten other uh, staff faculty members at the school to use it. You know, he got a computer science guy uh, that runs all the servers into it. He got this other web, the web design teacher into it. Like everybody uses it because of him. Hmm. Um, and he's like trying to work with the creator of it to um, kind of create a, he wants to do, he told me about this today. He wants to do a nuke, N-O-O-C, um, a nano online, whatever course, like a MOOC, um, which are the mass like Coursera mm-hmm. and edX and stuff like that, um, where he does a class in this with the creator of the software. Um so yeah, this is TiddlyWiki is my uh, a good portion of my life right now. <laughs> I saw yeah some stuff on GitHub. Yeah, uh, on your GitHub about. It. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The I have a group SUNY Poly TiddlyWiki that I started for him, and I was trying to trying to get him to use GitHub um, for the classes, but it's just it's too complex for him and for well he, he gets the concepts, but he needs like he needs assistance in it and Mm. he can't need assistance in something that he's relying on to teach with um so he decided to just use dropbox instead of um github for student usage of it (laughs) Uh, so yeah you can throw you can download this and throw it up on a dropbox and you have a website static website um so it's it's really cool and it's like super extensible extensible um but it's just, it's a lot of my life and I'm getting tired of it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Like our previous information design guest was talking about the old school Apple program. Him and mm-hmm. Paul were nerding out. Was it HyperCard? Is that it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we, we talked about that in the course last semester extensively. Um, he said this is kind of like the the result of years of development on like the concepts of hypertext and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And he 
to get it to do all the classical hypertext stuff that he wants it to do, he's had he's had like huge plugin repositories and all these different things that he, people have created for him over the years. Um, he used like a, a tiddly web with uh, site, so it's like this infrastructure for tiddly wikis, mm. um, and he used he used this stuff for all his classes, and it's it's just a long complex history. Um, and he's just built infrastructure that he's now dropping for this new version of Tilewiki, which uses, you know, new standards and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting Sorry about rambling like, there. No worries. I, it just made me think like I jumped into my junk email account today for some reason I was looking for something and I realized I hadn't probably checked it in like a month and, uh, I had a Let's Encrypt invite. Yay. Um, but, nice. But uh, I also had like, there was like a Mac heist bundle and I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And I was like, well, let's see what's in there. Because <laughs> once I got Evernote through that and uh, and they had like, um, they had something in there and I was like, what is that? And it was like, Supercard Suite. It's the second coming of Hypercard. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you have to pass that on to your professor. You yeah, can get it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely will. Well, like um, quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> what's a what's a MOOC? I I don't understand what that um, is. I'm, do you know what Coursera is? I do not. Uh, so Coursera, dot com. Um, I actually did a few of them, like on a semester. I took off. Um, it's college courses like crowdsourced pretty much except this crowdsourced people are taking the course um uh so like you know they have i just saw a list of like the most most successful ones most enrolled ones there's like hundreds of thousands of people enrolled in some of these courses um so there's like one i took was logic um and it's like this guy this teacher from duke um explaining like going through all the terms of like the um concept of logic right yeah like um the conceptual logic as opposed to like a true mathematical or discrete mathematics type of logic yeah and he was like the example i remember i tried to block it out Uh, (laughs) but the example i remember is the buffalo the word buffalo used 13 times in a row is actually a A sentence yeah Yeah. it's a sentence yeah or it's 13 or 18 um yeah so that it was he like deconstructed that sentence and it was very thick and hard to follow. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, there's all kinds of uh, cool classes that anybody can take for free. Um, some of them are timed and some of them are just at your own pace. Um, it's a really cool idea. And a lot of big universities are getting behind it. Um, you know, MIT has a bunch like they have CS 50, which is like their intro to computer science course online. Mm hmm. Um, and then there's just a bunch of others that are super awesome. Yeah, that does look pretty cool. Yeah. And there's like, um, courses in all, like all the standard fields. So it's pretty much like college courses for free, but you don't get a degree. Um, and these sites actually do offer like micro degrees where, you know, you do five computer science courses and they give you this like certificate or whatever. Um, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> they give you like an email signature, Boom. right? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a micro degree. That's what they call it, I think. Yeah. So, um, not that there's a right and wrong, but uh, everyone's entitled to uh, their own sort of uh, feelings. But uh, so your your experience at university is different than Arturo's. I'm assuming you sort of listen to some of that show. Yes, I listened to like first 40 minutes and then I, I was too tired. I had to go to bed. Um, <laughs> I, I have a pretty crazy week. Um, but yeah, I, um, I, I'm i in a very different situation than Arturo. Um, I am come from a very privileged family. Like pretty much the only privilege I didn't have is growing up is millions of dollars. Um, but I, as such, I've been able to have like a lot of the good experiences of college. Um, and you know, I've 
found I was very disorganized as a, a young student in um, elementary school, middle school, high school. Um, I pretty much just slacked and did the minimum possible amount of work. Like I never did homework. Not once did I do homework uh, mm-hmm. from, you know, middle, middle school down. Um, and then I did online high school, um, which I took the maximum amount of time I could do because they were at your own pace. Mm. Uh, but you have to do it within six months. And so I did each course in six months. Um, so like by the time I was 17 or 16, um, I had done half a year of ninth grade. <laughs> um, so I, I dropped out of dropped out of doing the online high school when I hit the minimum New York State age to drop out. Um, and then I got a GED and went to community college and that I started like actually paying attention to school and okay. working hard. Um, and I've just found that like, you know, if uh, in my situation, again, um, if I apply myself, if I'm present and um, engaged with the classes, I, I get so much from them. Um an example is in my my first at community college, um, I had, was required to take a film class, a film editing class. <laughs> um, and I learned so much about film during that. I, I'm not interested in film at all. Like, I don't care about creating film. But I learned, like, I, I now always notice jump cuts in no, anything <laughs> I'm watching. Yep. I, I, like, analyze things. I analyze film and shows and whatever I'm watching in a completely different way than I, that I didn't even know existed um, before I was, you know, in a college student and had to work with these things. Um, and then, you know, this, this one class, this semester visual thinking and writing has just blown my mind. It's so interesting to me. Um, and I told my, I think I said this already, but I told my professor today, it's like, it's made my college experience. It's made up for a hundred percent of the cost of my college experience. Uh, it's just, it's like, we talk about society and we like, look at all these kind of internet videos, um, and dissect them and take like the visual meaning and uh, try to understand why they're popular or why they're successful. Um, it's kind of hard to explain cause it's, it's all visual. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just deep dissection of cultural concepts in the visual aspects of films or whatever um and then there's you know i've taken um that tiddly wiki class that was kind of cool the first time around um and then just various um like graphic design that was that was you know i liked it i'm not interested in graphic design but it helped me kind of understand design concepts more as a web designer yep um then just a bunch of writing courses that kind of showed me that I love writing. Um, and so like, I kind of had like fought writing when I was in high doing the high school stuff. And then from that, I kind of, while I was fighting it, I learned how to write properly. Um, and then I was able to apply that in college, um, and actually succeed at it. So I've written a ton of things, um, that are really interesting to me. I've always been able to gear, my work towards what I'm interested in. That's one freedom I've had in college is almost every project has been do it on a topic you want to do. Here's what you have to do. Um, and that that's been a, really good for me. I've ex- been able to explore a lot of concepts that I wouldn't have ever gotten around to hmm. or because of laziness or in a, like an awareness of it. So. I see. Yeah. Ar- Arturo, he, uh, no one's keeping chat logs, right? So I can just put words in his mouth. No, no. He he was like freaking out uh, because you, he's like, you have to be a certain age to drop out. That's yeah. He- <laughs> um, in in New York State, you you're required to be in uh, enrolled in school until the age of sixteen. Then you can drop out, and you have no um, no obligation to go to school anymore. Um, now that that includes homeschooling. Um, which I actually did as part of eighth grade while I was still in, living in Utah. Mm. Um, I did homeschooling there and it's like very lax. Um, there's like no rules on what homeschooling consists of in New York state. However, um, it, there's like a, you have to take tests 
that are like state given um, and you have to pass like these certain things and this parent has to log all the work their, their kid is doing. So it's very involved. Um, and that's, that's what I, I wanted to do, but it was just, it was too much work and it was, there were all these things that like didn't work for some reason, one reason or another. Um, and so I dropped out at 16 um, and just did homeschool from 16 to 18, like kind of the same way I was doing it in Utah. And I learned a lot then. Um, that's when I read a lot of the books I've read. That's when I've seen a lot of the movies I've seen. Um, and I like, I wouldn't have been anywhere near as cultured as I have been able to become if I hadn't dropped out of high school then and like actually done um, studies of culture and things like that. Yeah, it's it's really fascinating to me being the husband of a teacher because um I I don't know like I just I mean I'm way older so there was that sort of like you're going to school young man kind of attitude like mm-hmm. um so I mean that's what you do you send your children to school and nowadays like I mean we're all so busy but it's just really strange like my wife will come home and just say like you know, she hasn't seen a student for a week or they're habitually. The other thing is like she has students every year that are habitually late. Mm-hmm. And that's because they're and when she addresses it to the parent and saying, well, they're missing math because we do that in the morning and that's why their scores are lower. They're, she's like, maybe if they could, you know, get here on time in grade two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my and, God. Yeah. And the parents are like, well, you know, I have to drop off my husband to work and do, do this and that. And then I bring her to school. It's like you're messing with like your child's future, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, right. Yeah. I understand the need to pay bills and work, but it's just really interesting, like how um, priorities like and you always think I think as a parent, I don't know, I'm not a parent, Paulus. Uh <laughs> You're like, well, you'll we'll fix that later. Just like we'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll teach yeah, well, her math when she's 30. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's when you need the math. <laughs> right. Right. You don't <laughs> right. you don't need math until you have a checkbook. <laughs> math is yeah. dumb anyway. Yeah. There's there's no math involved in the seesaw. That it just goes <laughs> up and down with weight. Don't worry about it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> just move forward and back until you fall off. that's how you learn that's right yeah no yeah i i i don't know i feel i feel like that would be uh borderline unconscionable as a parent to especially because like the school is there you could just make that your first stop i'm sure your husband would understand like let's drop let's drop our child off at school first and then we'll go you know, take care of these other things. You you can get to work or, or whatever, but yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's crazy to me too, because like, um, working in offices or even in my youth working in retail and things like that, it's like, Oh, I really kind of despise that person because they get an extra 10 minute break because they're a smoker. Or mm. <laughs> when I got older, it was like, Oh, so you get to leave work early because you have to pick your kid up from somewhere and I have to stay. I'm a little bit confused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I have a, a phantom child. <laughs> I must go home early. So, yeah. But, uh, where I wrote, okay. There. Writing things down as we go. Old school. I need a tiddly wiki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the new show notes tiddly wiki. Oh, boy. Everybody can contribute to it. You can get um, school funding for that. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We will. I'll uh, that'll be the new CMS, Chris. I'll just do. I'll just create a tiddly wiki uh, CMS for the podcast. Awesome. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so I guess since we're on that, uh, you've been talking a lot, uh, we'll bounce around. It's okay. You've been talking a lot about, are you moving like your website or your blog from ghost to something else? Metalsmith or something? Yeah. Um, interesting that you, you know, a lot, (laughs) um, yeah, I've been moving to, um, I'm, I'm just kind of sick of ghosts. Like, 
there was just huge they made huge promises and then they didn't follow, follow through with them at all um so i just got kind of tired of it um and i was never able to find like designs i really liked um so i i've been wanting to move away from um ghost for a while and i've been interested in static site generators um i tried um jekyll for a while it sure. Was, yep. It, it was uh, it was hard to set up in Windows to say the least. Ah, uh, yes. I've always had p- problems with Python, and even though it's a Ruby app, it requires a Python uh, compiler for something, <laughs> um, for some like si- a single module that it uses, so it, I can get it to work. Uh, so I I done a lot of research on JavaScript static site generators, um, and it I came down to Hexo, which I liked. But then there were some problems with that. So then I, I've kind of been aware of this metalsmith thing uh, for a while. It's a really cool project. It's like just a base of a website or a base of a program. You can build any kind of structure you want on top of it. Um, it's a platform. And so I've been, over the past week or so, I've been working on um, converting my blog and my uh, personal, pay, personal website into it. Um, and it's going really well. I made a lot of progress and I've actually been able to get two of my, two of three of my final projects to be about that succeeding. Um, <laughs> so that, so I, I'm getting, you know, work school time that I'm getting to work on my personal site. Um, so yeah, I'm, it's super cool. I've gotten up middle ton of progress. I've actually like, it's, I'm actually getting a piece of a so- piece of software to work for me for once. Um, so it's, I'm really excited. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, so mom, (laughs) uh, a CMS is a custom or I can't even, wow. (laughs) I am not a content management system. So it's like, uh, you go into the, we'll say the back office of a website and you type (laughs) in your content, and then it shows up in the front. And so you say, I had a good day today in the back office and you publish it and it goes on to the front. But uh, so a static site generator, like that's a little bit different. How does that work? Um, so you run a program, you run a static site generator on your computer that you're writing on. And then it creates plain, just plain H, uh, HTML and CSS and JS files Um and then you just post those on, you know, GitHub pages is what I'm going to post it on. Mm-hmm. And they can just be at, uh, requested and viewed without needing a server to, without needing the back office. You just have the front office. Right. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> the back office essentially all happens on your computer. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, I, I'm doing all the back office stuff for you yeah. to view the front office. Yeah. The uh, both uh, Montreal Sauce and Film Frown are uh, in their current incarnations. The websites are powered by static site generators. Mm, cool. And Which one are you using? I am using <laughs> uh, version one of uh, one called PyCrust, mm-hmm. uh, which you can find at bolt80.com. Um, the latest version is uh, or version two. Um, he basically uh, the guy that wrote it. Uh, rewrote the whole thing in uh, Python rather than mm-hmm. PHP, which is what version one is written in. Mm-hmm. Um, so the PHP version is the one that I'm using, and I've made some special modifications of my own, uh, which makes it difficult for me to uh, then transition over to version two because I would have to re-implement those special modifications in Python. Special, uh, yeah, <laughs> and I just don't have an, I don't I don't have quite enough Python foo to do that yet. Yeah. Um, so I haven't gotten around to it. And then separately from that, uh, I've been slowly building an actual dynamic CMS uh, cool. to host them out of instead. Um, so I'm, I've been concentrating on that more than more than changing anything. But the thing that I love about using the static site generator is at that point, you can use basically any web host in the world. Yeah. You, you know, you've mentioned GitHub pages. But you could use, you know, you could get, uh, you know, a, a $2 plan with DreamHost and just FTP those files up to that. Um, you can do 
if you're if you're an insane nerd like me, you can hook uh, CloudFront up to S3 and load it all to Amazon, <laughs> and that's how that's yep, <laughs> that's how ours yep. work. That's why your Montreal sauce downloads are so fast because I'm mm-hmm. using the power of Amazon to deliver them to all thirty of you. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's fast. You can't deny that. So. Yep. I've I've downloaded several over the past week. Uh, <laughs> listen to them all. Uh, love your show. Glad to be on it. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I think I was looking at Hexo as well. Like uh, I was looking at some different ideas for uh, my uh, one of my employers, and and uh, I, I think I remember looking at that one too. It was interesting, but yeah, I when that kind of scared me for like a, a bigger kind of a you know, a business kind of a thing. Cause I was like, well, if it's not going to be supported or like you say with ghost where it's just sort of, you know, the promises aren't, yeah, they don't come to fruition then. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I, I think we all, well, some of us know that pain with tent. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. We've had that for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm, I bought a couple domains this weekend uh, with Paul's input. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can you share what they are? I'm a bad influence on you. Oh, no. Making you to buy domain names. Yeah, yeah. So, um, But I haven't put anything there yet. But I'm hoping to uh, try out um, some indie camp fun on there. Okay. Um, <laughs> Arturo yeah. asks if you got butts.sexy. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> his suggestion when I was looking this weekend, uh, past weekend, but yeah. Um, indie camp, uh, I mean, I love Gina's site, uh, the way that like, it's just like his site, but yet like, you know, if you post like a tweet at him or whatever, it shows up as a comment on his site, um, using like web mansions. I think that's really cool. And, um, when we talked to Jen from uh, cupcake, uh, she was saying like, yeah, I love the whole indie webcamp thing, but like, I just wish like someone would like put it all together in some neat package. And I was like, it is, I just haven't tried it yet, but it's called known. And, uh, so it's, it's like, it sounds pretty cool. So I'm hoping to get an instance of that up soon and, uh, and try to play with that and maybe leave Tumblr because, um, that was just laziness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had my own WordPress for a long time, but it would, it became more kind of like where you're at, where it's like having software that just works is good, but then you start playing with it and tweaking it. And now like, it's more about, it's less about writing and more about maintaining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why I kind of left WordPress aside from my biggest beef with WordPress, which I wrote in a blog post, uh, but it's just like um, every plugin, someone has to interject like their Facebook or Google code and analytics. So like your website, when it's loading, is loading like 700 different like CSS files and stuff. It's yeah. like crazy. And that's something I like about static site generators is usually there's a plugin that you can get that just minifies everything into one file. Yeah. Um, yep. And that, that's super good for uh, page speed. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to actually finally get to use that. Yeah, that is cool. I, I bumped into something the other day too. It's called, uh, Bridgie. I think it's like, uh, brid.gy and it's, a uh, an easier way and it might just be like really for commercial stuff, but it's a way to like, um, inject some of that web mentioned stuff into your current site. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, that's a cool thing to bookmark um (laughs) awesome see this is why we need like arturo to do uh some music for montreal sauce because in the chat room (laughs) he said his dad's watching a telenova ish type show and the tense music makes everything we sound or say sound super serious arturo (laughs) como se dice super serious Sorry, I'm just messing with you, Arturo. Hey, that wraps up uh, part one of our interview with uh, Bit and and or Bang, Bit and Bang. 
you can find him online at bnb.im, I believe. I'm making sure. Yes, bnb.im. Uh, and we will have part two with him next week. Uh, you can find me. I'm Paul D. Uh, or padizio.com. You can also go there to uh, find other places where I exist. And, of course, there's always our friend Chris uh, at sickdays.me or S-I-K-K-D-A-Y-S on Twitter. Uh, we will see you next week uh, as the Summer of Sauce kicks off at stuff. So, great. Thanks. <laughs>